Welcome to the Wedding Sassel, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups that we see companies making. And the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is wedding biz social media. And in this episode, you'll learn how to set yourself up for social media success. And the steps to create a bomb-ass social media strategy. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 39 of The Wedding Sassholes. Oh, we have so much to cover today. Social media strategy is a big one. We are. We are. We're bullet pointed out, okay? Because there's a lot. So if you're taking notes, this will be easy note taking because we're going to get straight to the point. Yep. And we're going to bang through a ton of it because it there is no point in doing social media without a freaking strategy. You are doing what I like to call the post and pray method if you are not going at this with a plan. So we're going to stop the post and pray. We're going to talk through at least some formal plan to get you organized. So Vanessa, where should people start? Start with your goals and objectives. I mean, I know that seems like a no brainer, mm-hmm. but... Some people don't know that. That's what the very first thing you're going to start with, goals and objectives. So how are we going to do our goals and objectives? I Well, here's the problem, right? I think that ultimately people start doing social media because they are told or they think in their business, I have to do social media. And they skip past Mm -hmm. the goals and objectives and they just start putting things out there. So here's a few different things you can be considering. Are you looking for brand awareness? You just want, you know people to learn about the company and find it? Are you trying to drive website traffic? Do you want it to be more of a portfolio piece so that if someone finds you, they can just see the events you've done? Are you trying to position yourself as an expert or are you trying to do it for specifically for generating actual leads? Because the types of content and the things that we're going to do and the behaviors we're going to do really depend upon what you're... And you can't tell me the goals are all five. You got to start somewhere with one goal, kill it, and then you can add on more and grow from there. Hmm. And we're going to talk about this in a later episode, but when you're doing these things, keep in mind that ideal client for all of these things, okay? So moving on to the next is identifying your target audience. So that ideal client, decide um, what your ideal client is, what do they do for work? What are their passions? What are their hobbies? Things like that. Consider the demographics, the interests, their behaviors. Um, Overall, understanding your audience will help you with your strategy and what type of content you're going to be pumping out. Yeah, because you want to make sure that you're speaking to the people you're trying to attract into your business. And so we are going to go deep into this in our interview episode this month, um, which will be episode 41, where it's really about speaking to your ideal client. So we're, we're going to blow past it today, but you know, keep hold out, hold out two more weeks and you'll get a lot more on that. All right. Next up is choosing which platforms. God, this is important. There are <laughs> just like Vanessa said, when you're thinking demographics and ideal client and whatever, you know, your most popular three platforms, if I I'm, I can jump on the soapbox and I'm positive that it is these three for people planning a wedding to get you actual leads and drive the traffic to your website that you want would be Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All three of those have different 
people on those platforms, different people on the platform looking for different things, looking for different information. So you have to figure out where you're going to align with your target audience's preferences. Um, I will mention Pinterest, but I would say that if you are not rocking out the other three and killing it on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, you literally should not be putting energy into Pinterest because while it may drive traffic, it doesn't always drive local traffic unless you're running ads on that platform. They're not always finding it. So you got to get a solid strategy for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And they should be three separate strategies for three separate platforms. I feel like Pinterest is really good for people who do like products. So like stationary or customized papers. Yes, those... I think it's really great for them. I think it's a really great platform. But for those who do more of the service base, I don't see it as a strong contender. So those other three platforms, I would totally agree with you on that one. The next thing we're going to talk about is defining your brand. So as you're doing your strategy, as you're doing your content, I want you to think of the tone and the style that you want your brand to come across as. Think of your fonts, your colors, um, your writing style, how you're wording your, your uh, what are they called? Captions, your visual aesthetics. overall. When people see the photo, they see the video, they know who it is based on all of these things without having to look at the name. That's the type of style that you want to start like getting across to people. So when as soon as they see, you know, a certain photo, the way that you take it or a certain video, I do a lot of reels on my Instagram. Shannon knows this. I'm a big reel taker. So and I do them exactly the same way every single time. So if you it's in your feed and you start to see this beginning of the reel, you automatically know that it's one of my reels. So just think of those things, define your brand voice and stick to it. So figure that out before you start just posting and praying, please. Yeah. And think about the way you're talking to people, what you're putting in the captions, things like that. Do you want to be, do you have like fun and quirky couples that you're trying to connect with? I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised to find out on my personal social media that I drop an F-bomb and cuss words in my captions. I don't really give a shit, but on our business page, that's not who we are. So while that might be who I am authentically, my company is a helpful resource. We're like a library, we're a resource guide. And I'm not sure how seriously you take me if I was cussing all the time over there. So you have to decide what is your brand voice. All right, next up is a sexy one. This is one of my favorites. It's competitor analysis. It's my least favorite. I know, but here's the thing. I don't want you to, I don't want you to spend too much time in this space. And I actually would suggest the best place to start when it comes to competitor analysis, even though they're not your direct competitors. I actually want you to start in other markets. So what I Mm -hmm. mean by that is I want you to go Google. Let's use wedding cakes as an example of what Vanessa does. I want you to Google wedding cakes, Austin, Texas. And I want you to go in Google and I want you to look through the first five or 10 that come up, hit their website, find their Instagrams and start looking through. I want you to look more for people in your category before you start looking at local competitors. Cause I want you to get inspired. I want you to get ideas before you start looking locally. Because I think the problem Mm -hmm. is if you haven't started to get that inspiration going in your head and you start looking locally, you end up copying your competitors. And that's a big fatty no-go. That's why I don't like this part because I don't want to see something and start copying by accident because I see it and then I think that it was my idea because I don't know where I saw it. That's the reason I don't like it. So that's just my own personal too. Yeah. So that's why I, I tell pe- I tell everybody, especially the venues, don't be looking at people in your own market. Look elsewhere in a similar style market. So mm-hmm. don't be looking at like New York City or Los Angeles. I mean, it might be great and all, but like 
it's probably, they might be a little bit more progressive than the market that you're in. So look for a similar style, then start looking at your local competitors. Look, but I need you to look at it through the filter of being a couple planning their wedding. So don't look at it like you're evaluating as a cake company, someone else's cake account. I want you to like really evaluate it as I'm a, I'm a bride, I'm a groom, I'm a mom who landed on this. What do they have that works? What doesn't work? What is their brand voice? Can you see it? Does it make sense? How can you differentiate yourself and what gaps can you fill? And, but like start elsewhere before you start local. Next up is going to be content strategy. So I'm a big fan of never doing the same thing over and over and over. Yes, I do the reels, but I also mix it in with behind the scenes, client testimonials, like education is a big thing. Obviously, we're education whores over here. So educating your clients. I do um, different videos or different stories on how we conduct our tastings or what our booking process is, how to figure out how many servings you need for a cake. Those are just examples of different things. So I want you to make sure that you're switching up your type of content, not just doing the same thing over and over and over. That gets boring. It doesn't get people engaged. And with that, Think of what type of content you can post that's going to resonate with your ideal client and then show them your expertise within that, if that makes sense. So don't do the same things. Switch it up. Make sure that you're consistent with your brand voice, consistent with your colors, your fonts, all of your captions, but switch it up. Do the behind the scenes. Get personal. We've told you this. I don't know how many times. Make sure you're putting your face out there. People buy from people. They don't buy from just a company logo. This is a very intimate setting. It's a wedding. It's the most intimate day of your life let's be personable and put our faces on it. So make sure you have some of those, maybe jump on there, introduce yourself, introduce your staff, have a little bio every now and then of, Hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm from. You know, I have kids, I have a husband, like whatever it is, make sure that you're constantly overturning that and not just doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. I mean, I think when you say content strategy, I can't remember who I learned this from. And a lot of people use this terminology, but it's like conceptualizing what are your content buckets. So when I coach people about social media, what I try to tell them to do is look at your social media in three, six or nine, right? The rows of three on your feed. So if you're like, I don't even know what I want to talk about, you need to think about what are the different buckets that you want to be known for. So maybe one of them is you want to be known for being super fun, right? Your brand voice is, you know, fun. Maybe you're an exceptional designer. Uh, Maybe you really want them to get to know you and be authentic, right? So now we've got three different buckets. And then inside of those buckets, you can come up with different themes, themes, right? So you can do behind the scenes in all three of those. How do you design behind the scenes? How can they get to know you behind the scenes? And, you know, so it's like, it's thinking, what are my main themes? That's kind of what the buckets are. What are the main themes I want to post about? And I say to do them in three sixes and nines, because if you've never sat down to do a strategy, all this shit we're telling you can be very overwhelming. So if you say, these are the three things I'm going to consistently post about, and I want people to know about my brand, my company, whatever. It's what sets me apart. It's what makes me different. You can post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three times a week and get started. And then you can kind of add another three themes in and get consistent. Then you can add another three themes in or just have the same six forever. But you're rotating different types of content. Maybe this week it's a real on that theme. Maybe next week it's a post. But you have to have that content book. You have to have your buckets and your themes already organized. Well, and here's something that I just thought about that I didn't put on our our notes list, so my bad, is if you're struggling with what should I be putting out as far as the content-wise, like the categories or the buckets that you're talking about, think of it like your website. With all the drop-down menus that you have, it's yep. not 
all one thing. It's you have an about page, you have a gallery page, you have a blog page, you have a frequently asked questions page, like you have a pricing. Think of those different things. And then, I mean, use that as like your baseline of, I want to post something about me. I want to post something about coming wedding. I want to post something about a blog that we were featured in, like rotate through those different things. If it's that difficult for you to figure them out. So sorry, that was my, my, no, you're good. I think it's good. You know, it's about having what are the content ideas. And if you can get that organized, the rest of this is going to be easy peasy, right? So the next up is content calendar. Oh my God. Like I could tattoo this to my forehead. Consistency is key. So I just, whatever you're going to do, however much you're going to do, I think if you're not doing a lot and you're one of those people who you pop up on social media and go crazy for a week, cool. But what I need you to do is say, what can I actually do? And I'm struggling with this in my own personal social media. So this is where I can tell you, like from a content calendar standpoint, I can guarantee that I can post on the feed on my personal social media once a week. Can I do, should I be doing three to five times a week? Of course I should. Am I? No, I do once a week that I can handle. So like you have to start. And then once I post once, I haven't posted in six months over there. So once I post once a week, don't tell anybody. It's awful on my personal. I mean, you, can you go just told me. everyone. What are you doing? Only saying? our listeners, but don't tell anyone else. But like, oh, I'm not, con- I haven't been consistent. So I think you have, when we talk about content calendar, when you start thinking about don't, you're not going to post every day if you're not posting at all, but sit down and say, how many days a week can I do stories? Maybe you can only do them on Saturdays when you're at events. Cool. Like, here we go. But we just, I need you to decide how many posts can I do on which platforms? How many videos can I make? How many stories can I do? And be consistent with whatever you choose. But be realistic about it so that you're not always letting yourself down every week. Yeah, because guess what happens? Then y'all quit. I've seen it a million times. Yeah, you get frustrated, you get down about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you feast and feast and feast and feast for like three weeks. And then all of a sudden it's busy season and it's full famine for like four months. So Be realistic about the calendar and then go into the mindset of being an achiever and achieving exactly what you say. I'm a puncher in the face. If we were in the same room, I'd pop her. I would pop her. You know, uh, I'm sure, I think we've already covered the overachiever, <laughs> but I think that should be a whole fucking sound off episode. So I'm writing it down. Be oh, perfect. Be an achiever. If you guys don't know, I am an, am an achiever. That is my uh, title. I am an, an overachiever and I am working hard to be more of just an achiever, but we'll talk about that on a We'll talk off. about it on a different day. Next, oh, next up is, is engagement. If you are posting you're not engaging, I can already tell you that you are not being personal with your clients. You're not being personal with any of the venue partners or vendor partners that you have, but also any algorithm on any platform is not going to push your own content out if you are not engaging with someone else. So let me just put that out there. Yeah, you can't, you can post it. That's post and print. You're throwing content out there. You're not going back in. You're not commenting on other people's stuff. You're not liking other people's things. Tagging is such a big thing. Tag all the vendors that are involved in that day. It does, for me, I don't care if the caterer's food is not in the cake photo. I'm still posting because they were still there that day. And down the road, when they post other things, they're going to tag me in it. And guess how people find our accounts? From other people's tags, vendors they've already hired. Yep. And they're looking for who they work with frequently. So Yeah, because all that stuff pops up. 
It does. Initiate the conversations. Make sure you're asking the questions. Make sure you're engaging in the messages and in the comment section. And you're engaging on other people's photos too. Don't just heart everything. Oh, heart yeah. It. This is heart it but comment because... But comment. I think mm-hmm. that under 40 checks to see who likes things. Over 40 doesn't. But I do read the comments. And I'm I'm generalizing age, but for sure. But, like but The comment is what grabs your attention, not someone that right. says that they just liked it. No, and it's like, you comment. can't even... I don't even see how many likes there are anymore until I click in. And then I'm not looking through to be like, who liked this? Unless I'm looking mm-hmm. for brides. I don't... I love you guys as vendors, but I don't really give a shit. So yeah, you have to engage. Um, one of my secret tips, this is secret tip of the day, is inside of Instagram, you can... Let's say you're trying to build relationships with venues, vendors, planners, um, a few really important VIP people. You can go into Instagram and you can favorite your top 50 accounts. And then I'm going to teach you a little secret, but I'm going to do it with you while I tell you, if you open up your Instagram account and all the way on the top left in the home feed where it says the word Instagram, if you actually click on that word, a drop down will appear and it just says Instagram. But if you click on it, you then you can click your favorites. So if you only have time to do a little bit of commenting each day, favorite your top 50 venues, planners, VIP, luxury people you're trying to work with, whatever, and favorite the top 50 and then go in and just do engagement on that top 50. It's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. I okay. actually already did that because you told me to, I don't know, two years ago. I know. Secret tip of the day. Next up is hashtags. Vanessa, why do we use hashtags? Uh, that's how they actually search. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Yep. Couples, couples actually use hashtags to search for their vendors which mm-hmm. I thought it was just to be trendy until no, it was, it was a while ago that I figured it out. Um, but it was because I asked a bride and they said, Oh, mm-hmm. I hashtagged. I looked up the hashtag, uh, Orlando wedding cakes. And I was like, yep. Oh, interesting. Not only that, it also teaches Instagram what your content is about. So, mm-hmm. and it knows like how to organize it and who to push you in front of. And like SEO, SEO is still very important when you're posting, but the hashtags are a different type of search engine within the social media platforms. And it tells the platform what your content is about. So don't, yes. don't sleep on the SEO, but make sure you're also, yeah, make sure you use your keywords in the caption, but definitely also use the hashtags. And so hashtags and reels are the only utilizing being specific to Instagram hashtag and reels are the only way for new people to find you now on Facebook hashtags aren't really a thing. Ain't nobody looking by it. Ain't nobody using mm-hmm. it. They're searching by keywords. And so the keyword functionality of making sure that your um, description on your account on Facebook has your keywords in it, the searchable words in there, but have a hashtag strategy. One of the biggest fails I see is people do hashtag wedding cake. And I'm like, no, no, no. Hashtag Orlando wedding cake. Specific on the town. Central Florida. Be specific on your location. If you're posting a wedding cake, even though like Winter Park might not be huge, but if you're posting a wedding cake in the city of Winter Park, use that hashtag, but be more location specific for um, your niche. Yeah, don't just put Florida. And don't Florida put it wedding. in the comment. If you, if you haven't already heard this, they shouldn't be going in the first comment. Instagram specifically said that the hashtags have to be in the post itself down at the bottom because that's where it's looking for them. It is no longer using that full first comment thing. Mm-hmm. I concur. Next is going to be advertising and promotions. So I know we've talked about this on a previous episode, but when you're doing your budget for the year, consider a social media budget. 
for advertising. Do it during the peak times of year of engagement, not the peak times of weddings. Because that's not when they're planning. Right. But also consider what your category is. So here's my problem that I see a lot. I see a lot of vendors, not venues, spending a lot of money in that December through February window, which is a bad, it's dumb, unless you're going for brand awareness. That's why you have to know your why. So if you are a company that's booked on the front side, on the top of list, so it's usually like venue, dress, photographer, right? Those are your like on the high side of things. You should be spending the most amount of money on social media advertising in that window of time. But if you are like, maybe DJ, cake, hair and makeup. That's not your prime time. They have to pick the biggies before they're looking for you. So Mm -hmm. you want to be focused more in like March, April, May for the fall weddings, right? Like you have to know your booking window of time to really maximize on advertising. So I do think people should have a budget for social media advertising. I don't care if that budget is like 150 bucks a month, but I feel like there's so much great brand awareness that is out there because you can target the demographics specifically through the meta platform. You can say, I want people who have been engaged for more than for less than six months who have changed their status over on that platform. So yeah, don't sleep on spending some money on some of these platforms. That brings us to our next point of analytics and your measurements. So your analytics aren't just your numbers. It tells you the demographics that are that are going across your pages constantly. So regularly track those, double check them. It's a um it's a great tool. I mean, it tells you down to the time frames that you should be posting. It tells you the age groups, it tells you where they're from. So I, for whatever reason, have a lot of people in Houston that look at my stuff. I'm not really sure if it's like one place that keeps looking at it, but it tells oh, me. Oh, I know why it's Houston. Why? Because that's the conference I've been going to speak at and I pump the podcast and I do a lot of meetings and lives and stuff. Oh, over they've been. Yeah, so I'm always like, I'm sweet, like, is it? Yeah, I'm like, oh, my partner. I'm like, this is so random. I'm like, so why funny, are you getting see, so many people from Texas? From Houston, <laughs> from Texas, right? But like you wouldn't that's know, hilarious. right? No, so it's like, but no. you got to check. You have to I was check. Like, wait, analytics. do you know something I don't? I was like, I do <laughs> actually like. No, so, like, part of your analytics tells you. But you want to look at the data, right? Like you don't yeah. want to know, especially for like times of day and days of week. If you're, if you can't be the seven day a week poster, if you can only post like two days a week, I need you to make sure that your people are optimize that testing, time, right? Yeah. Test it. So try to post it at 7 a.m., at 10 a.m., at 2 p.m., at 6 p.m., at 9 p.m. Like try different times and different days of the week to test it out to make sure but you can only do that with analytics. Hmm. Gotta be tracking that shit. You have to be tracking it. But like I said, it does tell you the best times for your personal content to be posting when it is the most engaged. All right, so next is gonna be optimization and adaptation based on your analytics. So these are just flowing into each other if you guys haven't noticed. Like do one before the other, each step at a time. Based on your analytics, refine your strategy over time. So I want you to adjust your content. Your content now is not going to be the same as your content six months from now. Oh my God, no. So the people that are stuck in 2020 doing the same stuff, you are being left behind and in the dust. Okay, my friend, I'm sorry, but the truth is the truth. You constantly need to be adjusting. Your analytics are really going to help with that. It's going to... Like I said, the best times of posting, the engagement, but it's also going to help you if you start looking at 
the types of people, it'll help you decide what type of content. So it's not going to be the right. same exact stuff over and over and over. Yeah, because let's say you go in and you look at your stories and you realize that on your stories, 80, 90% of the people watching it are other vendors. They're not couples planning their wedding. You might adjust your story strategy to kind of be directing that conversation a little bit more towards working teamwork on wedding day and how you, how our community is so strong in weddings and things like that is content that goes for both, but you, you have to look and pay attention and like Vanessa said, refine the strategy over time. Right. And just like at the beginning, when we said define your goals and your strategy, this is where you can start to readjust those kind of like when you do a new year's resolution as the months go by, maybe your priorities have changed a little bit. Right. This is where you can start to monitor that and change it up a little bit. So, And I think too, the other thing about paying attention is that Instagram puts out, you know, not just Instagram, sorry, all social media, they add new things. Facebook mm-hmm. adds new stuff. TikTok adds something new like every single week in terms of features uh, or whatever. It's actually a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's so yeah. many new functionalities like um, threads came out this summer. We've been playing with threads. We've been posting on threads. We're looking to see who's following us on threads. And guess what? Couples planning their wedding are not using threads to plan their wedding. So mm-hmm. yeah, we took the account. Mm-hmm. We'll post on it every now and then so that we're active, but not going to be where we put our time and energy into. So you really have to like test it, try. I remember when Snapchat first came out and oh, the whole wedding industry is like, we have to be on Snapchat. I'm like, no, they're not going to use Snapchat to plan their wedding. They might follow like Nike and big national brands with celebrities, but like not so much. Not so, for wedding planning. No, nope. And I was right. So make sure you that were you- right. You have to adjust the strategy based upon, but you got to try it. Like, it's easy for people to be like, oh, I'm not doing threads. It won't work. But I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you sure that they're not there? You got to test it out. Stay up to date with those social media trends. They are changing the formats, the features, the technology is changing. So make sure we're staying on top of that. What's our last one? What's our last one, Shannon? Last one is going to be listen to, listen to our episode next week because it's about collaboration, yeah. networking. And we are going to, we, we started talking about it on this episode and I was like, stop, we're going to do the whole episode on this next <laughs> week. So it is going to be about how to engage and build relationships to grow your referral base and grow the vendors and venues and other wedding pros referring you, collaborating, partnerships, all of those things. But before we, because we knew we were already going to be over on time, but we made it today under 30. We did. Almost. So, and but we knew we were going to be over. So we decided to take that whole, I was like, oh God, that's a whole nother topic. So that's going to be next week. It's a whole nother episode. So we will see you on episode 40 about building vendor relationships on social media. Yep. All right. It's that time. Well, we like to end every episode giving you some swag. Shit, we all get three action items to add to your to-do list. First one is I want you to set clear goals. There's no point in going at this without without a why. Stop. I mean, everything in your business should have a why. So I really need you to think through what do I want my social media to achieve for the company before you do anything mm-hmm. else? Mine is going to be, I want you to get very familiar with your analytics, how to read it, building a strategy accordingly, and check in with yourself, I would say once a month. Give it a month 
to build up data and then check it. And that's where you can go in and start readjusting goals, readjusting your strategy. But I want you to get real familiar with those analytics. They're on every platform. It's not just one or the other that have it. They all have it. So please, please familiarize yourself. Last up is going to be figure out where you're going to get your education so you can stay up to date on trends and new features of your preferred platform. There's a few scheduling um, sites like later.com and Planoly. They have exceptional blogs that put out when there's a new feature on any of the platforms. It is a long, detailed blog post, how to use it, how to, but um, all social media platforms will favor you in the algorithm when you use their new fun toys. So you really need to make sure that you're staying up to date on these trends. So go find a few email email lists to sign yourself up for on sites that are going to keep you ahead of everyone else. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh and giggle, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episode. This month, we're still talking about wedding business, social media. Next up, we are going to be diving into builder building vendor relationships on social media. Now go make epic shit happen. Bye.